Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Why do I hear voices? That's the radio. This is the radio. Something different. Something that'll really hit the spot. All right, let's get started. All right, kids. It's showtime. The Evening Edge with Todd Host. Todd? Okay, yeah. He's a lot of fun. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Call me now. 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Host. My name is Tom. <laughs> I am so sad. Cause these old hiccups... <laughs> Make me feel bad I'd like to cure them <laughs> Wouldn't you too? Cause I <laughs> All day and I <laughs> All night What can I <laughs> Do? There's a very good reason that I uh, Played that little clip Which we will get to here in a bit This is the Evening Edge Every Sunday night at this time Over WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, WOKV in Jacksonville, Florida, KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and WSB in Atlanta. You can call this show from anywhere, 937-457-1290. You can also find the podcast of this show at eveningedgetodd.com and follow me on social media. At Evening Edge Todd. So I'll get into uh, I'll get into this a little bit more a bit later. But uh, I took a nap today and I woke up after oh I don't I think I only like dozed for forty five minutes and I woke up with the hiccups and I had the hiccups all afternoon and it got to the point where I was seriously thinking if I don't get this under control. There's not going to be a show tonight because I'm not going to come in here and hiccup for two hours. But uh, but I did get some uh, relief. I uh, I asked people on uh, my Facebook page for uh, suggestions, and I got some good ones. One person, uh, Sherry, suggested that uh, I don't try to cure them before the show and make it a contest <laughs> and ask people how many times I hiccuped for some sort of prize. But uh, I was able to uh, to get through that. So there you go. Uh, coming up on the show tonight, we've got, uh, this is kind of interesting, an email from a listener asking me advice about sending their teenage son on spring break in Florida because it's spring break time. And uh, mostly college students, but I would imagine some high school students are uh, heading south or wherever they might be going towards the beach. Uh, we also have another story, and we, we talked about this last week. Uh, if you were listening, you might remember we had a story about a woman selling illegal monkeys in Florida, <laughs> which is just fun to think about. I don't know why, but uh, apparently Florida is a monkey trafficking uh, hotspot because we have yet another story of illegal monkey trade. Uh, and then uh, a dumb ways to die that has to do with 
caffeine. It's crazy. Um, plus so much more, but first we have headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. So what is this big, big news? I got news for you guys. Great news. A uh, new survey by LendingTree reveals that 46% of parents have caught their children secretly using their credit or debit card without asking. Now, Kevin, my uh, my producer here on Sunday nights, uh, you've got kids. Have you ever caught them using a credit card without your permission? Never once. Never once? Have you ever caught them stealing anything from you? Like money out of your wallet or... And I'm thinking probably when they were younger. My kids steal snacks. Snack. Like, yeah, okay. They don't steal Snack. money. They steal snacks they're not supposed to have. Uh, well, I, I saw this story, and it says 50% of parents have regretted allowing their kid to make purchases with their credit card because the child ends up, you know, piling up the charges. But uh, I, never, I never used my parents' credit card illegally or without their permission. But I did one time get caught stealing money out of my dad's wallet. And I think I was probably, I don't know, 9 or 10. And I, I managed to uh, reach up onto his uh, dresser where he kept his wallet. And then uh, a day later, my dad said something about, you know, I know you took money out of my wallet. And I was just, I was busted. He knew. Because I think most guys probably... Those who still carry cash, because a lot of people don't carry cash, generally have an idea of how much money's in their wallet. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's like, you know. Um, and he knew. <laughs> and I got busted. Uh, Suzanne Summers tells the Hollywood Raw podcast that she has made, this is amazing, $300 million from selling Thighmasters. Do you remember the thigh masters? That uh, they were all the rage back in the 80s. I think they came out in the early 80s, maybe late 70s, but it was around that whole time when aerobics became super, super popular. Uh, she says several years ago, she bought out her original business owners and now keeps 100% of the profits from thigh masters. So far, she estimates that they've sold around 15 million thigh masters. <laughs> Around the world. Uh, I never bought a thigh master. I never, I don't know that I've ever really, you know, I, now that I think about it, I did buy something from Richard Simmons. It was some sort of like, uh, it was, it wasn't like the uh, sweat into the oldies thing like that, but, but it, it was like a workout kit that had uh, elastic bands you know, like resistance bands and you're, you tie them to your arm or whatever and you do your thing. Uh, I think they lasted maybe a week or two and then broke. Just weird junk that people buy. Have you ever purchased anything like that? Off, off the TV? As seen on TV? Not any like workout kind of stuff like that or anything, but I did yeah. get duped as a child. This kind of actually goes both into both subjects, but I, I kind of got duped in, into uh, calling and staying on longer than I was supposed to on one of those 900, um, not the bad ones, but the psychic lines. <laughs> 
And yeah, when I was a, a kid, I did the psychic line. line, and I called in, and it racked up a fifty-five dollar phone bill that my wow. dad. Yeah, he asked me about it, and I told him what had happened because I thought it was free. I really thought it was free. Yeah, and uh, he actually wasn't mad. He was like, "Yeah, you got uh, you got duped. You got yeah. ripped off." Yeah. Well, you learn your lesson that way, right? Uh, it did just dawn on me. I I wasn't. Uh, they knew that I had the credit card, but do you remember Bolo Flex? Like the workout uh, thing that you'd see on Bowflex? TV. Bowflex? Yeah, that's it. It was Bowflex. That's right. I remember I was a teenager and I saw that and I thought I'd like to get information on it. So I called the number and I don't know how or why, but I, I guess I talked to my mom about this or dad and they gave me their credit card because the thing was this, when I called, they wanted my credit card in order to send me a information pack. Right. And being the teenage kid, I thought, oh, well, they just want to confirm, I, you know, that maybe I could buy this over the phone. So I, I go through this and then I realize afterwards I may have just purchased a Bowflex, <laughs> you know, which was like you know, like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. And I remember panicking and calling back. I must have been I mean, I was like a 17, 18 year old kid. And I called back, and I'm like, look, I, I just want the video. <laughs> I just want to see the video. I want to see how it works, you know, whatever. And uh, they tried to keep, get, keep me from, like, canceling. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want it. You got to cancel it. So they canceled it. But I almost got burnt on that. Holy crap. Would you imagine that one day a Bowflex shows up on the front porch? Oh, man. Uh, spring break is underway, we, as we uh, kind of mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, many college students are heading uh, there to be uh, partying down wherever they might be on the beach. But this is, I saw this was kind of interesting, earthcam.com. They have set up webcams on beaches and bars throughout Myrtle Beach, South Padre Island, South Beach, Cancun, Waikiki, Baja, Mexico, Vegas, Panama City, and Daytona Beach in Puerto Rico. So I don't know if that's to make you feel bad that you couldn't afford to go to spring break and you watch your friends down there or if it's uh, a way for uh, like parents or schools to spy like if you know your kids going to a specific area i'm going to watch this to see if i catch him doing anything i'm not sure uh target is trying to atta- attract new employees 24 dollars per hour holy cow uh, the current starting wage at Target is about $15 an hour. But see, here's the thing. That sounds great and all, and it was in the news this past week, but will it last? I mean, after we get through all this uh, recession and all, everything, I think in a year or two, things will you know, hopefully be back to normal the way they were before the pandemic, and uh, things will be normal again. But I, I, I don't know if they're going to keep paying people 24 bucks an hour to work at Target. Uh, Bike Week has also drawn thousands to Daytona Beach. Here's something that's popular. Never heard of this. Of course, you've heard of bikini contests, wet t-shirts contests, which are all very synonymous with uh, spring break, especially back in the 80s and 90s. I don't know so much now. Do they still have wet t-shirt contests at uh, spring break? I'm not sure. But coleslaw wrestling... I guess, is something that is very, very popular during bike week in Daytona. Uh, The competition typically draws 10 to 30 women, 
and is run as a simple double elimination contest, and there's also no distinction of weight class. <laughs> so uh, you got women wrestling around in coleslaw, huh? Okay. Uh, how long has that been going on? I've, I don't think I've ever seen. I've seen uh, jello wrestling. I've seen mud wrestling. But I've never seen coleslaw wrestling. Seems like a, a tremendous waste of coleslaw. It's not a good way to treat cabbage. Uh, a Beetlejuice sequence or sequel is in the works. That's right. Beetlejuice, the movie. What? What are you looking at? Oh, you're happy because, okay. Uh, it's going to be uh, developed by Brad Pitt's production company. So that's interesting. And the X-League Football League. Do you know what that is? That's the lingerie football league. These are the these are <laughs> these are the girls that are out there basically wearing lingerie with pads, and I I think maybe they wear helmets. I'm not sure. Um, they are going to launch this summer. Now this has been around for a while, but in 2020 and 2021, their seasons were canceled because of the pandemic. Uh, but former Chicago Bears coach Mike Ditka, I guess, is now in charge of the league. Uh, the teams are the Denver Rush, the Seattle Thunder, the Los Angeles Black Storm, the Austin Sound, the Chicago Blitz, the Atlanta Empire, the Kansas City Force, and the Arizona Red Devils. And I'd be curious to know if anybody has been to one of these games and they would give us a call and give us a review. Uh, 937-457-1290. I think Cincinnati needs one, and we could name them after the uh, chili company here, Gold Star. The Cincinnati Gold Stars. That would be awesome. And a Kentucky man who won a life-changing quarter million dollars on a Kentucky lottery scratch-off on February 26th ran out of luck two days later after claiming the prize. After being arrested for meth possession... The man said he had planned on buying a new home and vehicle with his winnings, but an expired vehicle registration tag on his car led an officer to pull him over and eventually find the drugs. But he was able to pay for bail. I uh, recently found your show. You know, a lot of times you hear people tooting their own horn, but your commercial is true. You are funny. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Todd, come on in. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. I need advice from someone I can trust. The answer lies with one man. Todd, could you help me, please? I'm a very confused man. Hey, Todd. Tell me. I'm listening. What to do. Todd came through for you. Just do what I tell you to do. Sunday night at this time. You can email me at eveningedgetodd at gmail.com. Oftentimes, listeners will ask for advice. I don't know why they think I would be uh, an expert on anything, but they ask me for advice. And I thought this was uh, timely. We actually talked about this uh, this past week on my daily show here on WHIO in Dayton. Uh, Dear Todd, do you think sending a teenager to spring break in Florida is a good idea? My husband and I are at odds over this. 
He went when he was in high school and thinks it would be fine for our son to go with his friends. I, on the other hand, am not so sure it's a good idea. Did you go to spring break and party? Uh, We both love your show, and since you offer free advice, I figured, why not ask? I'll be asking Megan in Bellbrook, Ohio. Uh, Well, no, I did not go to uh, spring break with my friends when I was in high school. I didn't even go on spring break with friends when I was in college. Um, I uh, I do have friends that went, and I remember some of the stories. And uh, here's the thing about uh, going to spring break today opposed to what it was years ago. Now, stupid mistakes, uh, bad decisions. Back then, they didn't really follow you that far, right? I mean, unless you committed a crime. But what happened in uh, spring break or at spring break stayed at spring break, generally, generally. But now that's not the case anymore. Not at all. If you do something at spring break that is uh, bad, it's going to stay with you for a much longer period of time. So as a parent, I wouldn't let my kid go to spring break when he was in high school. Heck no. I just wanted to call and thank you. You make me smile. Please take our mind off of those heavy issues that are weighing heavy on my heart. The Evening X with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. I'm going to do my stuff. Could this day get any more fantastic? Let's get on with it. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Todd? Okay, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Call me now, 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. Heard on the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Over uh, WHIO in Dayton, WOKV in Jacksonville, KRMG in Tulsa, and on WSB in Atlanta. Uh, 937-457-1290, that's the number. It works wherever you might be listening. We just had a uh, an email from a listener asking advice on what I thought about sending a teenager to spring break. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I never went. I had friends that went when we were in high school. Not college, high school. And times were much different back in the 80s. You could get away with a lot more. Probably easier to buy booze, buy beer uh, when you were underage than it is now. But uh, I think things that uh, kids do now on uh, spring break could follow them around a lot longer. With social media and everything, I mean, come on. Right? Something happens. And it's uh, the video is uh, captured or picture, whatever, and it's posted, goes all over the place. But I would be curious because it is spring break time, and a lot of uh, students are heading south or wherever they might be going. Think back to when you went on spring break, if you went on spring break. What kind of crazy things did you do? Uh, I remember there was a movie that came out in the early 80s, and it was called Spring Break. And I stumbled upon it one night late when I was watching HBO. And this was like, you know, back in the early 80s. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so much fun. Look at this. Look at the craziness that's going on. The wet T-shirt contest, the uh, cannonball 
contest at the uh, swimming pool. I thought this would be great, uh, but never went. So think about the, uh, the nutty things that you might have done when you were on spring break. Uh, I'm sure the statute of limitations has passed for most of you. <laughs> if you'd like to share, 937-457-1290. Uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, mention, and I said this at the beginning of the show, I woke up from a nap today and I had the hiccups for hours and hours and I thought for a brief time that I was going to have to cancel the show because I wasn't going to come on here and hiccup for two hours. But I finally, and by the way, I did record. Here's a clip. <laughs> this is me. Kind of hear my wife in the background uh, giggling. Yeah. That was me uh, hiccuping. And it probably went on for three hours or so. It'd come and go, but I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't shake it. I was putting the show together, sitting at my desk, and I just, yep, yep. Um, so I asked online on my Facebook, like, what are some good ideas? Somebody said a uh, spoonful of sugar, a uh, teaspoon of uh, white sugar, no water, chaser immediately, just sugar, uh, no chaser. Uh, somebody suggested eating crackers. One person, uh, Sherry, suggested that uh, I just keep the hiccups and make it a contest. How many hiccups do you hear on the show tonight? Uh, somebody said, just relax, deep breathely, you know, breathe deeply. It'll be fine. Uh, my friend Ronnie from high school mentioned a big spoon of peanut butter. Now, I'm not a fan of peanut butter, but is peanut butter going to get rid of your hiccup? I mean, he says it works for him, but... Uh, and somebody else said, uh, drink water while plug plugging your nose and ears. Don't unplug until you fully swallowed. Works every time. Uh, Patrick uh, sent me an idea, and this is what actually ended up working. He said, breathe deeply, hold your breath, count 10 seconds, one 1,000, two 1,000, and then exhale as much as air as you can until you feel like you're going to pass out. <laughs> and that's what finally worked. And it worked. I mean, the show uh, starts 7 o'clock Eastern, 6.30, I was cured. So with 30 minutes to spare. So I appreciate that, uh, Patrick. 937-457-1290. Uh, Bob in Jacksonville. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. What's happening? Listen, I go to Bike Week a lot. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you know? Do you know about the coleslaw wrestling? Sure. You know where it's you know where it's held at? I I I, I don't know where. <laughs> the Cabbage Patch Saloon. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Now, have you ever witnessed this? Oh yes. Yeah. Now, is there wagering? Uh, do people place uh, bets on uh, who's going to win the uh, coleslaw wrestling? I'm sure there are some, but uh, seeing girls in bikinis and coleslaw, there tends to be uh, some slippery accidents. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Is it uh, now some coleslaw? It's not all equal. Some coleslaw is very creamy. Other coleslaw tends yeah. to be more dry. What would you What would you say? I would say they're probably wrestling in a very creamy coleslaw. Now, more of an oily coleslaw. An uh, oily coleslaw. Now, are they oiled before they get in? Is that what makes uh, it? I don't think so. Yeah, 
Yeah. The other thing I, I thought was interesting in the news story that I had was that there are no uh, weight categories. It's not like heavyweight, middleweight, lightweight. It's, yeah, it's uh, more like who comes up against right, you. right. So you could you could be a uh, a big gal going in against uh, a little twig, and that may not be to your advantage. That that is that is true. That is not true. When you're in a, not when you're in a large kiddie pool that's filled with coleslaw. And, and it's a it's a kiddie pool. Well, it it it's it's a rather large. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Uh, are you heading to Bike Week this week? No, I I went today and yesterday. Okay. All right. What what kind of weird things did you see there? Anything unusual or different? No. No. Just a lot of traffic. Traffic's miserable. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we're so local that we usually don't go down during bike weeks. We, yeah. And a lot of the stuff is not held in downtown Daytona anymore. Okay, they've moved it out it's just because like of... Destination Daytona, trip, north right. of uh, Daytona. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, Bob, well, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Okay, yep. Have Bye. a good one. That line's open, 937-457-1290. Uh, we had this uh, last week. We had a story about uh, somebody actually down in Florida where uh, Bob was just calling from uh, selling illegal monkeys, and we have hey, more. Would you like to buy a monkey? A trained monkey? Would you like to buy a monkey? Would you like to buy a monkey? You gotta feed the monkey. You want to buy the monkey or not? Would you like to buy a monkey? I'm a monkey. Hey, mister. Wanna buy a monkey? All right, we get it. Um, so the story last week was a woman who was selling monkeys out of her trailer and a teenage girl and her mom came and purchased the illegal monkey, uh, left with the monkey, and then thought better of it later, returned the monkey, and while the teenager was saying goodbye to said monkey, the monkey attacked the girl. So <laughs> that was the story last week, and I thought, well... What are the chances of us having another uh, monkey trafficking story from Florida within you know a week or so? And here it is, this one, and it has to re- it has um, it has to do with a rapper. Uh, now, Kevin, my producer, you f- do you follow uh, like hip hop and rap music at all? I think I mean you you probably more so than I would. Maybe I don't follow, but I am uh, I am familiar because I work with rappers. Okay, do you uh, know the rapper? He's uh, from Mississippi, named Sway Lee. I have heard of Sway Lee. He's part of a uh, hip hop duo called Ray Smurd. Smurd. Simmered. Ray Smurda. Oh, there you go. That's a weird spelling. Uh, but anyway, apparently he is a uh, a fan of the monkeys. Like he owns monkeys. But now he's uh, found himself in trouble with PETA because his monkey dealer in Florida was just busted and uh, arrested for wildlife trafficking. Uh, This guy, he's a Florida man named Jimmy Hammonds. He's known as the monkey whisperer, I guess, in (laughs) monkey trafficking circles. Um, but what he got busted for, he actually sold a monkey to uh, music star Chris Brown. That guy's got a lot of problems, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, the uh, monkey seller illegally sold cotton top tamarins 
I don't know what those are. I guess some sort of monkey. Uh, they are listed on the endangered species list, according to the Department of Justice. And uh, Hammonds, the uh, monkey whisperer, is facing uh, eight years in prison. Um, but the rapper Sway Lee first came under fire by PETA back in 2019 after he had a spider monkey, which he named Lil G. I think Lil G had its own Instagram account. Uh, at some point, Lil G was seized from Sway Lee's house. Don't know why. I'm assuming just because it's illegal to have. The rapper also has a, uh, was it a capuchin? Capuchin monkey? Capuchin? I don't know. Uh, 20 grand he paid for that monkey. That's an expensive monkey. Uh, PETA believes people should not own monkeys <laughs> as pets uh, because they are often taken away from their mothers as babies, which deprives them of a chance to live a typical life. What is the typical life of a monkey that is born into captivity? I don't know. Hanging out at the house all day, eating vegetables, flinging poo on people. I don't know. Um, Lee and other celebrities have been criticized for using exotic pets or animals as props on social media. So I didn't realize that uh, I guess Florida is a hotbed for monkey trafficking. I know that uh, the whole, uh, like, tigers, because remember the uh, the Tiger King, right? That guy, uh, he was in Oklahoma, but there was another, like that Carol Baskin, that crazy lady, wasn't she? She's in Florida, right? So, yeah. So maybe, it, maybe it's just the weather. It's just nice weather, and uh, monkeys like good weather. Maybe, maybe that's it. 937-457-1290. I just wanted to call and thank you. You make me smile. Please take our mind off of those heavy issues that are weighing heavy on my heart. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. So, Todd, you were saying? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now. 937-457-1290. Or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge. Every Sunday night at this time, you can find the podcast of the show at EveningEdgeTodd.com. If you happen to be listening down in uh, Jacksonville on WOKV, of course, the show emanates from WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, over the Cox Media Group uh, radio network. Be curious to know if you watched the implosion today of the Berkman Plaza 2. I saw this on uh, Twitter from uh, Jeremy Ratliff, who uh, works there at WOKV says that this uh, particular building, I guess, has been standing vacant for 14 years. Holy cow. And uh, now it's just a big pile of rubble. So I'd be curious uh, to know if you watch this. I remember uh, back in the, when was it? It was sometime in the 90s, I think. Early 90s. We had a building in uh, downtown Dayton. It was the old uh, Reichs building, which was a... Uh, Department store, uh, historic department store uh, in Dayton for decades and decades and decades. And they finally, uh, they imploded it so they could put a new performing arts center, which is gorgeous. It's called the Schuster Center. 
But that was a huge deal. I mean, it was like uh, history coming down. But this, uh, this looks like more of a modern building that was uh, imploded. And I, don't, I have no idea what, uh, what they're going to put there. And as I look at the photo, it doesn't look like, I don't know, maybe the building was completed? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe somebody could tell us. 937-457-1290. We have a Dumb Ways to Die. Dumb Ways to Die. Whenever we do Dumb Ways to Die, it's important to uh, sort of preface it with the uh, disclaimer that we are not making fun of these people who have uh, died in an untimely manner. Uh, We're not mocking them in any way. We are merely sharing their tale of woe as a cautionary tale for you. So when you are out and about running around in the wild, uh, pay attention. Because if you're not paying attention around every corner, death could be waiting for you. Uh, this happened in uh, Wales, in uh, the British Isles. Uh, a coroner there has ruled a 2021 death uh, the cause caffeine toxicity. Now, this is crazy. This happened last year. Uh, it was a father of two, and he accidentally died after drinking uh, a mixture of caffeine powder and water. They say that was as strong as 200 cups of coffee. So this guy, he was a 29-year-old person, and he uh, was a personal trainer. And uh, a lot of people who work out, a lot of uh, people who are into fitness and that sort of thing, um, healthy living, they will uh, drink these protein drinks, right? They, uh, They have these mixtures, and that's what he wanted to do. He was making supplement drinks for his family. But here's the thing that's so screwy about this. Is that uh, when he ordered this through the mail, it came. The measuring system that he has did not measure in milligrams. It only measured in grams, which, of course, is much greater than milligrams. Well, the packet called for 60 to 300 milligrams twice a day. Because he measured incorrectly, the drink that he created contained at least five grams of this powder, which is seven times the recommended dose. Um, And he drank this. And uh, not long after, he started having heart palpitations and ended up, you know, having a heart attack and dying. It's crazy. All because of uh, caffeine toxicity. I've never heard of such a thing. Crazy stuff. I just want to say that this is the best. It's not political. It's awesome. You cover everything. You keep everyone's interest. Like, if you were a class, I would take it. The Evening Edge with Todd Host. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. 
made uh, national news who uh, slugged a student and then the school board granted him early retirement with full pension and uh, there's some people who were uh, outraged about this uh, we're going to talk about that coming up also a uh, a pizza attack if you will <laughs> in Sandusky Ohio uh, I want to get to and some uh, crazy products that have been recalled, a list that my wife found on BuzzFeed I thought was kind of entertaining. But first, I want to talk to Scott in Jacksonville. Hey, Scott, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Todd. How are you? Not too bad. So I mentioned this right before the break that um, I saw a, uh, a tweet, and it was a video of yeah. the Berkman Plaza 2 building being, being uh, turned into rubble in, uh, is it downtown Jacksonville? Downtown Jacksonville on the St. John's River. I can give you a bit of background on why it was demolished. Uh, it's a condominium project. It was under construction, and there was a uh, a failure in the parking garage, a structural failure, and the, it collapsed and killed at least one worker, I think. And I think from, oh, from that wow. time onward, it was mired in, in litigation, and they never finished the building. But it was spectacular to watch because it didn't have an exterior skin, so you could see it inside well, that's, the building. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Because of the video, you know, lots of times when they go to implode one of these buildings, uh, they will do all kinds of uh, deconstruction of it before they take right. it down. You know, like, I don't know if they'll, like, uh, break windows out of it or what. I don't know. But they, it, it doesn't sure. look the same as it did when it was, you know, being used. And that's kind of what I saw here. And I thought... It didn't even look like it was done. And that has I, been you know, sitting the, the, there. That's been sitting there, according to the tweet from uh, Jeremy Ratliff from uh, WOKV, that it's been sitting there for like 14 years that way. Yeah, they never finished it. And oh really, my God. I've seen more than one building implosion. And to me, every time it seems like it's like an execution because you hear the explosions and the building kind of stands there and wavers just a little bit yeah. and boom, yeah. it's down on the ground. So there was some <laughs> sort of... Man. I, you know, what can I say? Oh, okay. So there was a, there was a structural uh, issue in the parking garage. Um, have you heard about... Let me ask you, you say you're an architect? Yes. Well, let me ask you this. Have you heard about this building that's in San Francisco? We've talked about it on the show. 
this uh, building, it's like a, it's a, a, again, it's like a huge condo slash apartment building. Um, it's the tallest building in San Francisco, and right. it's moving. It's like tilting <laughs> and it's shifting. And I'm like, why are people still in this building? Yeah, I'd move, I'd move out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the thing is, is they've got these engineers that say, oh, we're, you know, we're uh, reinforcing uh, the foundation. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing that. And it's like, okay, that's great Goodbye. and all. Right, that's great and all. But uh, until you do, I'm I'm staying at mom's. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine uh, spending that much money on a building and uh, having it uh, having it shift and tilt. And sway. I mean, I understand swaying because buildings will do that, especially in San Francisco where there's earthquakes. But right, yeah, if sure. it's already tilting, like accidentally, <laughs> it's tilting. Yeah, no. <laughs> you don't want it. You don't want it swaying. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah you don't want yeah. that. <laughs> All right, Scott. Well, thanks for the uh, background on that. I appreciate it. All right, Todd. I enjoyed uh, talking with you. Oh, well, I appreciate you listening to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good one. Now line's open, 937-457-1290. We do have teachers going wild. I'm literally the worst teacher ever. You're a really shitty teacher. No such thing <laughs> as a bad student, only bad teacher. You're a joke. You're the worst teacher I've ever had. Well, this, uh, this teacher is in Elkhart, Indiana. And uh, it's been making uh, national news. I've seen it in a number of places where it is caught on video. Everything that happens in a school now, especially in a hallway where this occurred, it's going to be caught on video. Uh, Teacher of the year is what this guy (laughs) uh, was named in 2020. His name is Michael Hosinski. He's 61. Um, On February 25th, He got into a confrontation with a student, apparently, and I don't know the complete details on this. Like, why is this a thing? Why is this a problem? Kevin, my producer, maybe you know because you've got uh, kids that are in school. Uh, My son's 25. He's not in school. But at this particular school in Elkhart, uh, Jimtown High School, apparently there is a rule that says... You cannot wear hoodies. You can't wear a hoodie. Now, I don't know if that means you can't wear like a hoodie sweatshirt or you can't wear the hood over your head. I I don't know. But according to the school handbook, it says you can't wear hoodies except on special days. So what but what are the special days and why can't people wear hoodies? That makes no it's sense to been me. For uh, at least even back when I was in high school, I know there were certain uh, there were certain schools that didn't want you to wear hoodies just because of one thing or another. Sometimes people would use hoodies to you know hide headphones and stuff like that. But a lot of it came during the uh, the Trayvon Martin incident, the aftermath of the Trayvon Martin thing with him getting you know shot in the neighborhood because he was wearing a hoodie and all that. So really, there was, there was I, I some never... stuff that happened with the schools. They had it to where kids weren't allowed to have hoodies after that. It's not a hundred percent from that, but some of that was from the backlash from that. Really, I I never heard that that you couldn't wear kids couldn't wear a hoodie. But anyway, this kid, high school kid, was wearing a hoodie, 
And the teacher went to, uh, I guess, confront him and was escorting him down the hallway or the kid was kind of, you know, evading the area. And this uh, this teacher caught up with him, uh, grabbed him by the backpack, pushed him against the wall. You see him waving his finger in his face like, don't you wear that hoodie. And then a, uh, well, hand smack across this kid's uh, head. Just like, punched him. I guess that would... Is it a punch? Is it a smack? I don't, either way, the kid hit his head on the uh, the wall. And then uh, the teacher starts to try to pull him down the hallway, I guess, to take him to the principal's office. But then the kid just collapses right there on the floor. Um, the uh, police say that the student reported a bloody nose and lip and had a lump on the back of his head where he hit the uh, hit the wall. Um, so after this happened, the school said, okay, uh, you're done. But this guy who'd been teaching there for 40 years plus years had put in for retirement already. So the school board... With a lot of support of parents, a lot of the parents and even some students were supportive of this teacher, irregardless of what had happened with him uh, smacking this kid. Uh, they were very supportive of him. So the school board decided that he could keep his pension, that they would grant him early retirement, he could be done, and he'd get to keep his pension. And people were pretty happy with that. However, there are some others who are like, wait a second, this teacher has now been arrested and charged with assault and battery of this student. And some people are saying, well, if he's convicted of this and it's a, it's a crime because he you know, hit this teacher or hit this student, should he, in fact, be granted that pension? Well, I mean, I... I think he should, because one mistake over 40 years like that, you can't just flush it down the toilet and say, ah, sorry. But that's kind of what happens sometimes now, right? Um, You get uh, booted out of some place, and they try to take everything from you. But uh, he's now, uh, it's only a level six felony, which, I mean, look, it's a felony. (laughs) You know, nonetheless... I'm not sure why it's a level six, but uh, but it's kind of interesting, this whole thing. And uh, I remember getting smacked by a uh, teacher when I was in school. I've talked about this. It wasn't like an open hand or anything. I got hit in the head by a teacher uh, with a grade book. We, it was a fire drill, a fire drill. And I think I mentioned this not long ago. We were outside, fire drill. And uh, some kid pulls a comb out of my back pocket. This was back in the 70s. And you had those big, you know, combs that you used to carry around in your pocket. It was so cool. And he pulled that comb out of my pocket. And I turned around. And the teacher, you know, just came up and smacked me upside of the head with a, <laughs> with a grade book. And it hurt. I remember because right on the crown. You ever get hit right on the crown? Holy cow. It stings. Makes your brain rattle. Uh, but back then, what, what are you going to do? I, I don't even know if I told my parents. 
my dad probably said, well, what'd you do? <laughs> like, he deserved it somehow. Uh, but, of course, nothing happened to that teacher. Anyway, uh, 937-457-1290. Uh, Paul and Dayton, what's going on, Paul? Very good evening. Uh, I really enjoy your show. There's always something interesting going on. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I had a uh, question because someone was talking about how they implode buildings and so forth. Yeah. Well, they did that at one of the buildings in uh, in downtown Dayton, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, the Reichs, the Reichs building. I'm sorry? The, the Reichs building. Reichs building. Yeah, 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 I mentioned that, yeah. yeah. Well, no, they said that they, they couldn't remodel it because they said it was too expensive to remove the asbestos from the building, okay? Oh, well, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does. So then I don't know how many months later or whatever, they implode the building and all the dust from the asbestos and everything <laughs> went over. I don't know how many blocks. So there's something going on that I don't understand. Right. Well, maybe I wonder if they did, uh, and I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, if they somehow removed, you know, a good portion of the asbestos or they did something to it so it wouldn't uh, blow in the wind. I, I don't know. I don't know uh-huh. if that's true or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is, does seem kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that if they, if they sprayed some preservative or some sealer on top of it or whatever, you would think then they could remodel the building. So yeah. um, I'm just not smart enough to understand those things. Well, Paul, I'm with you. <laughs> I don't know either. I have no clue at all. But I appreciate your call, man. Keep up the good work at your show. We love it. Thank you so much. First of all, let me say that I love your show. I mean, you're the bomb. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Feeling good, Todd? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday at this time, find the podcast at eveningedgetodd.com. And regardless of where you're listening tonight, whether it's in... Dayton, Ohio, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Atlanta, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida. The telephone number works everywhere, 937-457-1290. I I don't follow boxing much. Kevin, my producer, you say, now you follow boxing, right? I do boxing and MMA. You do it? You do box? Yes, I box, and uh, I used to do jujitsu, but I haven't done it in a while since I started school. Basically, oh. last year, towards the end of last year, I stopped. Wow, uh, I didn't know that about you. I've known you for a while, but I didn't know that you uh, you boxed. Um, the reason I ask is there is a boxer by the name of Guillermo Rigander Rigando Rigando. Have you heard of this guy? He's Cuban. I have not particularly heard much about him but i know he's a former i think three division champion well this guy i i don't know i mean i've got some stats on him it says he won uh back-to-back olympic gold medals at uh in the bantamweight class in sydney and then again in athens and he also won titles at the world championships the world cup and the pan-american games he's only lost 12 times out of 463 fights but 
he suffered a freak accident while cooking at home. This happened, uh, let's see, when did this happen? Last week or so. Maybe just a few days ago. Uh, The 41-year-old was cooking a meal when the pot exploded. Oh, my gosh. It was a pressure cooker, and uh, it exploded. He uh, sustained severe facial injuries, and he lost 80% of his eyesight. That is nuts. And no word. I mean, hopefully he'll uh, recover. I guess doctors say that they're hopeful. But, uh, man, oh, man, I, I, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard of pressure cookers, you know, like, you know, the Boston bombing. They used uh, pressure cookers for that sort of thing. But uh, a, a pressure cooker just exploding right there in the kitchen on the stove. Never heard of that happening before, but I'm sure it has. Hopefully this guy will uh, recover his eyesight and his boxing career for sure. I love your show, man. It's great to listen to you after six hours of angry political guidance. The Evening Ends with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Don't hesitate to call. You call me. You better call me. Damn it, get me a phone. Call me on my radio. I'm going to call you. You got him on the radio? You won't make a simple phone call? What is wrong with you? The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Todd? Okay, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Call me now, 937-457-1290. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Back here on The Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time over the Cox Radio Network. The show broadcast from WHIO in Dayton, Ohio. Heard over WOKV in Jacksonville, KRMG in Tulsa, and WSB in Atlanta. Follow me on social media at Evening Edge Todd. Shoot me an email, eveningedgetodd at gmail.com, and wherever you might be listening, 937 457 1290. That number works. Uh, My wife uh, found a uh, BuzzFeed article about crazy product recalls. And uh, I was going to go through these. And one of them is uh, asbestos, something that's uh, involving asbestos. And I've got uh, Wesley in Pickwell, Ohio. Hey, Wesley, how you doing? Good. Uh, you you had a comment about asbestos because it it came up earlier when we were talking about uh, buildings being imploded. Yeah, in Dayton. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Well, they spread, they took out the majority of it. I'm 26 years old. I heard all about it. The construction. Well, you can't say that. <laughs> Good try, though. Good try. Call back. Uh, moving on. So, uh, he was going to talk about asbestos in, uh, buildings. Uh, prior to the news, we had a, uh, a comment about a building that was imploded in Jacksonville today, and it brought up a memory of, uh, the Reichs building in Dayton, Ohio being imploded, and there was a bunch of asbestos in the building. So, that's what he was going to comment on. But this, uh, this BuzzFeed article that my wife found Crazy product recalls. And one of them was from the early 1900s. And I did not realize this. That asbestos uh, asbestos was commonly used as Christmas decor. 
due to its uh, fluffy white appearance. This, according to the Asbestos Pro Services, consumers would sprinkle it on trees, wreaths, and ornaments. Uh, therefore, even once asbestos was uh, no longer used as decor, older Christmas decorations of which as- uh, asbestos was used may cons- uh, contain small traces of it. Uh, and I didn't realize this either. In The Wizard of Oz, 1939 film, of course, everybody's familiar with, there's a scene where snow falls on Dorothy and her friends. And it was asbestos. <laughs> Falling on top of the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and uh, the Lion, and uh, Toto, and Dorothy. So, uh, oh, and then uh, the Wicked Witch as well. Uh, Some of the other items that were on this uh, BuzzFeed article, and I remember a couple of these, one of the products I still have. Uh, The first one on the list is a Cabbage Patch doll that apparently was uh, designed to eat food now not real food plastic (laughs) but the deal was you put something in its mouth and it would just start eating there was no like on or off switch and i kind of remember this and what was happening is uh little girls playing with this uh goofy cabbage patch kid somehow their hair and i'm sure it was intentional in many instances uh they would stick their hair in the doll's mouth and that would trigger the uh, the chewing action, and it wouldn't stop because <laughs> the hair was in the mouth, and these kids were, you know, fighting with the doll, and their hair was getting all wrapped up in the gearing inside. So finally, uh, Mattel took that off the market, or whoever made the Cabbage Patch. I think it was uh, Mattel. Uh, another uh, item on the list, this would be anybody who has uh, a boat. Maybe uh, you know about these kite tubes. It was a boating raft that flies behind the boat, like 20 feet in the air. Uh, one person commented, uh, I had a boat and I wanted to get one of these. After seeing a commercial for it on a uh, big screen TV, thought it was really cool. Uh, wife said, hell no, our kids are about 8 and 11. They'll just go flying. Uh, the next spring, this guy, though, went in to uh, to buy the kite tubes, and the salesperson told him that they'd been recalled <laughs> because of injuries. And I saw a video of it, a very, uh, very aerodynamic. I don't know that it would uh, launch me into the air, but it would probably launch an eight-year-old. You think it would, Kevin? Do you know about these? But I, I know about these things. Really? Yes, you would. It would. I think it would. It, the boat. The it kind of, I mean, it's it's really it's hard to explain. It's just the aerodynamics of it. So it, it, I mean, it matters how how much an individual weighs. But yeah, I mean, just like anything else, it has weight limits. So and there's people that you could put two, three people on one of these things at once, and it. Wow, crazy. Uh, that seems dangerous. I I mean, I think if it takes you twenty feet in the air, uh, and you're being pulled behind a speedy speedboat. And you hit a wave and you get launched. Uh, I don't think you want to hit the water, you know, going 30 or 40 miles an hour from 20 feet up. I'm pretty sure there's uh, videos because I've seen some some videos yeah, on yeah. YouTube of uh, some not so uh, well-to-do situations. Uh, here's one. This is, uh, I don't remember this one. It was a product called the Worm Getter. It was from the 80s. 
Uh, it's basically a rod that shocked the ground outside your house. And the idea was is uh, it caused worms to come out of ground? I remember this. Do you really? I do. As a child, I remember <laughs> this because I had. I also had friends whose whose dads had something like this. Like it would shock the ground, and the worms would like slowly come out, like almost like when it happened, like when it rains, when yeah, yeah. they just crawl like to the, the surface, principle. and then you'd uh, scoop them up and use them for fishing, I guess. Um, but there were thirty deaths attributed <laughs> to the worm getter uh, due to people shocking themselves. Intentionally or unintentionally, who knows? That's weird. Now, why? W- I wonder why the worms would come to the surface because of an electric shock. I wonder if that happens like after lightning hits. If lightning hits somewhere if the worms in the <laughs> general vicinity uh, start climbing for the surface. I would assume it's the same yeah. principle as when you put those little boxes on your pets to make sure they don't go outside the designated area of your yard. Oh, yeah, maybe a little shock or something. Uh, we've talked about this one before. I, I know I've talked about it on my uh, daily show. I don't know if it's come up on the Sunday night show. Uh, the Harry Potter Quidditch broom. This was huge. On <laughs> uh, February 2001, Mattel announced that they were putting out a battery-operated Nimbus 2000. And it was a Quidditch broom, you know, from the movie. Um... This particular broom vibrated. <laughs> and uh, upon release, parents uh, were uh, expressed shock at the toy's design and accused Mattel of perversion because kids were uh, running around the house with a vibrating broom in between their legs. Uh, online uh, reviewers began calling the Nimbus 2000 a sex toy. And in fact... Apparently, it was even sold in some sex shops <laughs> and uh, for double the retail price. Eventually, Mattel quietly pulled the, uh, the toy off the shelves. Um, but I have seen them on, uh, on eBay, and they are not cheap. Now, this one I still have, and it's, uh, I love this uh, game, and I have it in my uh, garage. And it was uh, very, very nice weather this weekend uh, here in Dayton. Uh, For the first part of March, it was uh, sunny in the 70s. Very unusual. I should have gotten the lawn darts out, or uh, affectionately known as jarts. These were great. These are the uh, plastic uh, projectiles that fly through the air that have a metal tip on the end. And you try to throw them into a, a ring, you know, 30, 40 feet away. And what's great about it is that uh, you do it while you're drinking. <laughs> and these things will just uh, fly through the air, of course, above your eye line when you don't really see them and the sun shining in your face. And uh, some of the darts are yellow, so you kind of lose it in the sun. And then it's, it's like a, a, it, takes, it takes jarts to a whole new level. It really does. Um, <laughs> those are fun. You can't buy those anymore. They're illegal to sell, but I have a set. Uh, also, let's see winners. Oh, and this was this was the last one uh, I'll mention. This was uh, which one do we want to do? Oh, okay, we'll do the we'll do the pregnant Barbie. <laughs> um, apparently, Mattel put out a pregnant Barbie 
at some point. You could take the stomach off, and there was a tiny baby doll inside. Kevin, did you have this? I have one of those at my house right now. Because really? Because my grandmother, uh, yeah, my grandmother, my mother, <laughs> my mother had brought um, Christmas presents for this Christmas, and some of them were some of my aunt's old dolls and Barbies and stuff, and they were like in really, really good condition, and one of them was that Barbie. And Midge, it just opens Midge like is a the latch. name. It opens like a cabinet. Really? And then there's a little baby There's inside, like a hinge, and, in, a hinge on it just flops right open. Well, it... it it opens to okay. the side I like, got a, you. like yeah, a cabinet, yeah. but my, my daughter loved it. Uh, apparently, some parents complained that the doll promoted and glamorized teen pregnancy, which I don't quite get because according to the article, uh, Midge, which was the doll's name, was an adult. Like, she got married, so she wasn't a teenager. Wasn't it was a like, regular Barbie. It yeah. wasn't like a teenager Barbie. It I don't wasn't know why like that was an issue. Midge, the high school cheerleader who got knocked up after uh, after prom, that's not what it was at all. But Walmart, they pulled it off the shelves. Uh, oh, I'm going to do one last one, and this is popular. Uh, Pop rocks. This was huge when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, they went away for a while. They went away. Uh, but now they're back, and I didn't know this. It was a chemist who created Pop Rocks for General Foods back in 1956. It was an attempt to make instant carbonated soda. So I don't know if that was like uh, pour this into a glass of water and suddenly you've got soda. Is that it? That man thought candy bubbles was going to yeah. make carbonated bubbles. I don't bubbles. know. That's what they say. But, uh, you know, I guess people there in the lab started throwing it into their mouth. Hey, here's an idea. Here's this, uh, here's this chemical, uh, chemically induced uh, item. Let's ingest it and see what happens. <laughs> so has that urban legend been around that long then? I guess, yeah. I mean, you know, back in the uh, 60s and, or the 70s and 80s, there was that uh, rumor that the kid from uh, Life Serial, Mikey, like he ate pop rocks and then drank pop and then his stomach exploded or something that doesn't happen but uh but one thing that was interesting is back in the 80s people still heard these rumors the US Food and Drug Administration set up a hotline <laughs> that parents could call to get details on how to keep their kids safe from pop rocks oh my god 9374571290 John in Fairborn Ohio hey John how you doing I'm doing fine. You know, you brought up the uh, the worm uh, scientific uh, whatever. That oh was. yeah, that was the. Uh, let me find it. Where did I? Uh, it was. Uh, where was it? Oh, the worm getter. The worm yeah. getter. It would shock the ground, and all the worms would climb to the surface, and you could scoop them up for fishing. Well, I went to the worst drive-in movie ever in the early '70s, and the whole concept was that uh, there was an electrical storm and the power lines went down and electrocuted and the worms went crazy. <laughs> and literally, there was so, a scene where this guy opens up his door. Right. They must have spent a lot of money on worms. But these worms just consumed, fell out and consumed them. That was probably the year of the great worm shortage, if I recall. <laughs> yeah, because of this movie, they... Uh... 
They went out and they bought yeah, all the worms they could find. Did you ever hear about this movie? No, I've never heard of that. The uh, It has to be like the Attack of the Worms or something. Yeah, it, it's the worst movie I ever saw. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. Thanks, that's, John. That's Appreciate okay, it. Fine. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Worms. I wonder if that's it. Did you find it? Kevin, are you looking for the Attack of the Worms? That's a great premise, though. I mean, uh, you know, some sort of electrical storms uh, turns the worms nutty and... Uh, Squirm, it's called. Squirm! That's a good one. That's a great name. Uh, wow. <laughs> I have to find that. I'll have to find that. I love your show, man. It's great to listen to you after six hours of angry political guys. The Evening Ends with Todd Holst. Often irreverent. Seriously funny. Stop kidding with me, Todd. The Evening Edge with Todd Holst. Call Todd now, 937-457-1290, or message him now at Evening Edge Todd. Often irreverent, seriously funny. Back here on the Evening Edge every Sunday night at this time. You can find the podcast at eveningedgetodd.com. A couple of weeks ago, we had a story here on the show about... A substance that was falling from the sky in one neighborhood of Las Vegas. And the people, obviously, they were concerned. It was a uh, mysterious brown and black liquid uh, falling from the sky. And they thought maybe it was uh, toxic, like, you know, airline fuel or something. Well, they figured out, finally, what it was. Any guesses? Any guesses on what it was, Kevin? Oil from the space station. Nope. One more guess. Poo from an airplane. No, but it was poop. From bees. It was bee poop. It's called bee frass. Uh, It's also known as fecal matter. (laughs) Bee poop. Local beekeeper says that this is not uh, unusual. The bees in the springtime, they come out of the hives and they start uh, emerging and swarming through the areas. And when they've been inside the hives, apparently they, uh, they hold it. They hold it. So when they, they go out in mass, they start uh, dropping it. Who would have thought? I never would have thought that. In fact, a uh, beekeeper that they talked to uh, in the story says that the uh, vehicle that he uses for uh, beekeeping, his truck, is covered all, is covered in bee poop. I've never, I've never heard of that. I mean, obviously, you hear of uh, bird poop and stuff like that, but bee poop? And it's very hard to wash off. What was it called again? Bee frass. Bee Frass. Frass. That sounds like something cool, though. Like a, like, man, that guy, he beat Frass. He beat Frass. Well, anyway, that's, uh, there's the show. Thanks for listening tonight. Uh, you can get the podcast, EveningEdgeTodd.com. Follow me on social media at EveningEdgeTodd. Thanks for listening tonight. WOKV in Jacksonville, KRMG in Tulsa, WSB in Atlanta. And, of course, here at WHIO in Dayton. Have a great week. I'm out of ideas. He's done. It's over.
He's finished. Sorry, buddy. Show's over. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Now give me a kiss and say goodnight. Good riddance, Hillary. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.